911, what's the nature of your emergency? Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out our last episode where Clint and I talked about where in our lives and where in your own life you might be holding judgment. And for today's episode, we thought that Clint could talk a little a little bit about what it is to recalibrate and to have to re-justify a system when you're about to move out of it and move on or move up. So enjoy today's episode. As we were sitting here, Ashley and I were talking and I thought of this and and it's something that I've struggled with for many years. It's allowing someone else to take over the reins of something you've been working on for a long time. You know, with my recent promotion and taking over new responsibilities on my team and just at work in general, I've had to let go of the control of what I've worked so hard to achieve throughout my career. And myself and my partner set up, it's called a minor decoy program. So what kind of consists of that is we are in plain clothes. So we go to liquor stores and send one of our explorers or a cadet that we have working for our police department into the liquor store and purchase alcohol. They're under 20 years old and they have to, you know, follow all the rules. If they're asked how old they are, they have to be honest. And if they're asked for their ID, they have to show it to them. But you'd be surprised. We, we hit a lot of locations, but at the same time, a lot of people still sold alcohol to them. And they're showing their real IDs and they're telling their real ages. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's a fun program and that's just kind of the gist of what the minor decoy program is. But as I was planning this, I looked at how many times I've done this before. I've done these programs a lot in the past. It's been a while since we've ran one of these again, but when I was setting up the the whole, just the ops plan and everything that we have to do, I looked at my partner, I go, he's never done this before. I want him to have this opportunity to really start experiencing it. And I felt like I was almost shelling off work to him in a way for a promotion. I, I have to take less of a busy work type of personality and allow other people to take over these situations and I have to delegate better. And so I'm giving him this work to do and him and I are going over what needs to be done, what doesn't need to be done and, and so forth. And he's doing an awesome job on it. Like I'm, I was really happy to see how much, how invested he was in, in doing it. And as I'm doing this, I, I could have easily stepped in and, it would have taken me half, half the time to, to type everything out and to get everything in our, our ops plan and whatever else we needed to plan to it. But that wouldn't teach him anything. And, and he needed to 
learn how to do it on his own with my help, of course, but it's something that I wanted him to have that success and say, look, I did this. So did you feel that sense of like that urgency or that trigger coming up for you? Yeah, absolutely. I was sitting there and I'm, I'm getting frustrated internally because I want to just say, here, let me sit here. Let me type this out because I know what needs to be in there. And he necessarily didn't. And we're going off of a template that someone else had that I should have read before we even started it because that was kind of a hot mess. But that's just me trying to control the situation again. So as he's typing out this this plan that we're, we're organizing, it took us a good day to get everything done and approved and ready to go. And I'm like, there's so much other stuff we could have been doing, but it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. That was the most important thing at that moment. Mm-hmm. So after that was all said and done, I see him and a couple of our other partners who are going to be doing the program with us, you know, they're all getting ready for plain clothes. This is their first plain clothes operation. And you could just see the excitement for them. And for me, it's just like, it's just another one because we've done them a lot in the mm-hmm. past. I mean, I, and I remember going back to my first one, I was so excited. I was like, yes, we get to wear plain clothes, do undercover things. And, and I, I completely remember that excitement. So I just stood back and allowed them to really get the full experience of it. In the beginning, I walked each of them through a plain clothes operation. So our first location, me and one of the other officers walked in separately and just got to experience the miner trying to buy alcohol and how to develop your own skill with with being undercover. So when you are doing a minor decoy like this, are you only targeting the the person at the register or are you also targeting civilians who might buy underage kids alcohol? That's a different program. Um, for the minor decoy, it's straight the business. Mm. And for a shoulder tap program, that's where you have someone under 20 standing outside asking people to buy them mm. alcohol before they go in. And we're going to be doing one of those soon too. So I'm excited for my partner to start to get to plan that one because I'm stepping back. I'm, I'm making it so I'm not anyone's crutch where they can do it on their own and have the motivation to do it. Because just like any of us, we have a fear of it, of the unknown. If you don't know how to do something, you're less likely going to do it. And so if I'm not in this detail and I'm not partnered up with my current partner anymore, he's going to be able to thrive and, and do everything on his own without me there. Yeah. And I, I certainly suffer from this incredibly, probably more than anybody that I know, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. So what helps you or in that situation, what helped you to be able to relinquish some of some of that authority For me, I had to just get up and walk away every so often so I wouldn't try micromanaging, so I wouldn't try just saying, here, let's just get this done and really just speed up the process to it. And after afterwards, after our operation, like they all really enjoyed it. And that was one because 
I allowed them to take over the reins of it and make it something of their own instead of it being my operation and then just kind of going with the flow on it. So in the end of things, how did you feel with regards to the results in comparison to how you maybe would have done it or you're used to seeing it having been done? I still have that reservation. And the reason being is because I feel like I'm shelling off work when that's the furthest from the truth for me. Like I'm not scared to work hard or anything like that, but my partner stepped up and he worked as the case agent for all the locations that we went to. And he has all the reports and everything. And I just am kind of in the background and helping him out where I can to make sure that the follow through is there. And it's a good feeling because I know that everything's going to be in good hands when I'm no longer in that detail. But it's also kind of nerve wracking because the checks and balances that I've always set into place for myself that might not necessarily work for them, they're kind of going to fall to the wayside because they're going to have to figure out their own checks and balances. For sure. And that's with anything in life, right? Even if you're training somebody working at a fast food place, like it's always going to be different tactics with the same foundation, so to speak. So Clint, what advice might you give to somebody like me who (laughs) does struggle with that power control? It's allowing other people to make mistakes, even though And I kind of look at it as a parenting child aspect, even though it's not the same situation. If you don't allow kids or if you don't allow your partners to make those mistakes that you may have done already, they're not going to learn from it. Like for me personally, I learned from mistakes and I had to adapt and overcome from it. But that's how I learned to work through it and learn to create those checks and balances for myself. And they're going to have to do the same because what might work for me might not work for you. And if it's something all in all that we really have to get done, but it's not important on the minute details and it's going to get done eventually might not be on our time timeline, but it's on theirs. You just have to let it be. Yeah, that, that's really good advice. Thank you. <laughs> so as you listen to this, I hope that as you go throughout your day today, maybe it's early morning for you. Maybe it's lunchtime. I don't know. Maybe it's evening. <laughs> <laughs> Here right now for us, it's 930 in the morning on a Sunday. We do pre-record these. But I just hope that you're able to take this advice and see how you're able to apply it in your own day to day, even if it's not in the workspace. I know there's a lot of times in our personal lives where we also need to allow our spouses or our friends or family to to help us and to to do to do their own things that need to get done in order for them to shine in their own excellence, but then also in order for you to be able to let go some of the control whenever it is that you might need help in something, especially if it is career related and you need to move forward. So I hope that you guys have an awesome day and we'll check back in with you next time. Thank you.